Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to Scary Spaghetti Development Blog Part 2. I'm going to continue to take a look at my progress in developing the Scary Spaghetti role-playing game and also give you a little bit of the behind the scenes. Now I do apologize that I didn't post anything last week. I was busy with a few things and then not only that, also had some computer issues. So unfortunately was not able to get a podcast up. But on to Scary Spaghetti Development Blog number two. So yesterday, as of the day I'm recording this anyway, I had the first session in my test campaign that I'm running for the game. And I will say that it was a challenging planning the adventure to do as the opener. I'll get a little bit more into that later. Now first, the character generation system worked out well. It... There weren't really any surprises. I mean, I, I've mentioned before that I've done several demos of the game and I have developed, I have created characters for Scary Spaghetti. So like I said, there were no surprises there. And for the most part, everything worked out the way I was envisioning it. Now, of course, it's challenging when you're first starting because again, you got to keep telling yourself that the characters you're playing are 13-year-old middle school students, which is definitely different than what you're going to see in most games. Uh, from what I can remember, a lot of times in my D&D campaigns, usually the uh, characters start out somewhere in like late teens to early 20s, where here, again, you're 13-year-old kids who are essentially just entering puberty. So you're not going to be characters that have had maybe a f some years training in you know the military or the town guard uh probably not really going to be expert fighters or really experts in any given field so i had to keep that in mind when i was designing the first adventure uh, cuz again it was a lot different than uh what i would do if i was planning an opening adventure for like a, a dungeons and dragons game now, the first adventure was intended more as a way to introduce the players to what might be the major opponent for the course of the adventure, or for the campaign. Now, the opening adventure involved going into a an abandoned mental asylum on a dare and to take a selfie in the morgue. Now, the place that I had for the, you know, this abandoned mental hospital is actually loosely based on a place that used to be not far from my house. Not far from where I live is a place called Brewster Village, which is an, an assisted living center. Before the Brewster Village was built, though, there used to be another place there called the Outagamie County Mental Asylum, and unfortunately had a little bit of a dark past. It started out as, you know, a mental hospital, also served as a tuberculosis ward as well. But unfortunately, over time, it became little more than a dumping ground for the undesirables of society. So usually people who were extremely poor, who either couldn't work or wouldn't work, would be forced to go there. Uh, also people who were extremely alcoholic and wouldn't 
uh, seek help for their problems. They were usually sent there as well. But it also became a dumping ground for family members. Like if, let's say, someone in the family was severely mentally disabled or severely ill and the family couldn't afford to properly take care of them, they would be sent here. And once you were checked into the Outagamie County Mental Asylum, usually the only time you came out was in a pine box. Now, there is at least one story I've heard of experiment, human experimentation going on there. It wasn't anything too wild. It was just a castration experiment. And I think the person did die. But if someone died at this asylum... And if no one claimed the body, it was buried in a field. And usually there were no tombstones or no grave markers. Well, eventually the asylum closed down and the land that the cemetery is located on was taken over by Fox Valley Technical College. There were some plans to build over that area, but then someone realized, well, wait a second, that's a graveyard. There's people buried there. So there was a fundraising campaign to uh, neaten the place up because they said it pretty much became nothing more than an overgrown field. Uh, and, and after some fundraising, they did manage to straighten it up a little bit. Uh, it's much better cared for. There is a monument there listing the names of the people who are known to have been buried there. Uh, also, they used uh, the, I think they call it ground piercing radar or something like that. But uh, they used some device to find out where the bodies were. And while there's still no tombstones, they do have uh, plaques there showing where the burial rows are. I've heard of uh, occasionally people do try to do paranormal investigations there. As far as I know, there hasn't really been much exciting found there. Uh, there was one video I found on YouTube where someone caught something they think might be some EVPs, but that's a, that was a bit of the inspiration for this particular adventure. So they were dared to go into there, into this supposedly haunted abandoned mental asylum, because of course a mental asylum has to be haunted, especially if it's abandoned, and to take the selfie in the morgue. Well, while they were there, they did come across some occult symbols, including a strange symbol that all of them saw in a dream that they had. So in the course of the adventure, the players are going to start to research a little bit more into this symbol to try to find out what it means, as well as which tulpa it is the symbol of, and what they might do to prevent this tulpa from undertaking its plans. So like I said, the reason it was challenging is because I didn't want to start it with a an adventure that would involve a lot of combat. Because again, these are 13-year-olds. They're probably not going to be that good at fighting quite yet. Now granted, I have known uh, some people who, you know, even at a fair, at a young teenage in their teenage years, maybe if they had some martial arts for a few years, were competent fighters. But you're, they probably wouldn't have been able to take on uh, more skillful opponents. Also, another thing that was challenging, and this is going to 
could be challenging about designing an entire campaign for Scary Spaghetti is it takes place in the modern era. So the characters have to be extra careful with uh, how what they do and what the potential consequences of their actions might be. I mean, think of it this way. In today's world, any industrialized civilization, if you're in a city, chances are there's security cameras nearby, usually on buildings, or of course there's traffic cameras. But if there's other people around, chances are someone's going to have a cell phone that can take pictures or record video. So when you are doing urban-based adventures, the players are going to have to be very careful because, and I have written rules for this, that you know if some altercation does happen, there's a chance that someone either records it or is going to be around to act as a witness. Uh, something that you probably aren't going to have to deal with as much in your average Dungeons and Dragons or other fantasy role-playing game. Also, another thing that's going to be challenging about the early stages of a scary spaghetti campaign, and this is something that I am planning for, is until one of your characters is old enough to have a driver's license, you pretty much have to keep your campaign close to home. A lot of the places that you're going to be exploring are going to be places that uh, you, you either have to be close enough to walk to, ride your bike to, or take a bus to. Or what you might have to try to do is convince your parents to drive you to this location and drop you off. So hopefully you can do what you need to do without attracting much suspicion. So until the characters turn old enough to drive and someone has access to a car, that is going to make uh, the a Scary sp Spaghetti campaign have a well, kind of a hometown feel, I guess you could say, because you're probably not going to be traveling far and wide. I mean, let's say that you've got a group of, let's say, five adventurers or five characters in the party, and if you want to go to a state park that's 20 miles away, well, if your parents, you ask your parents, hey, can you also pick up four of my friends and just drop us off there by ourselves for an entire day? even though we're just a bunch of 14-year-olds. Yeah, I think most parents, myself included, would probably be a little suspicious about that. <laughs> but as far as how the rules are coming, so far I've got most of the crunch, the actual game mechanic type rules done. Right now I am working on rituals, which I think I talked a little bit about last time, because rituals are a very uh, popular genre of creepypasta. Uh, one YouTube channel I recommend is called Tat's Top Videos. Uh, they actually did a, a a show called the top, I think it was like top 15 ritual creepypastas. So if you are into the YouTube thing, go look up Tat's Top Videos and check out some of their creepypasta videos. Like one example of a ritual that you probably heard about Bloody Mary, that if you stand in front of a mirror in a darkened room and then you chant the name Bloody Mary a certain number of times, eventually she will appear. And supposedly the scientific explanation is that strange image you're seeing in the mirror is just your own face. It's just that when you're staring in dim conditions, your mind tends to distort the features. Now, of course, who Bloody Mary is 
Well, that's a question up for debate. When I was doing a little research on Bloody Mary, uh, because I did make my own version of the Bloody Mary ritual for use in the the game, uh, some people believe that Bloody Mary is a witch or a demon of some kind. Uh, also, some people think she's a woman who was murdered in front of a, her mirror. But another suggestion is that it might be the ghost of Mary I of England, one of the children of Henry VIII. Now, during her reign, she was uh, against the, the Protestants, and I think it was the Protestant Reformation, and she tried to bring the Catholic Church back into prominence. And during her reign, she was known to uh, persecute people who opposed her religious ideals. And as a result, she was given the nickname Bloody Mary. So that is where I stand so far in the development cycle for a Scary Spaghetti. I'm again. I'm probably not going to have a chance to actually do my uh, my Kickstarter until August. I do have some artists that I've contracted to do some of the artwork, some original artwork. Um, so I want to give them a little bit more time to finish up stuff. Hoping to have the game released by the end of this year uh, or early next year. So stay tuned and thanks again for listening to the Scary Spaghetti Development Blog, episode number two. It was a dark and stormy night, and the hosts of the Queens of the Damned podcast had just gathered around the fire with their tomes of forgotten lore. Don't forget the wine! And a lot of wine, much of which had already been imbibed. For her part, Miranda was discussing... A history of Frankenstein, from its conception to Karloff's beloved role as the monster. And Rachel would continue with... Vincent Price. Like, everything about Vincent Price. And as the fire died down, Nikki would conclude the evening with something related to gothic literature, probably. You know me so well. Do you like listening to three women debate about the cultural significance of the horror genre? And also axe murders. I do love a good old-timey axe murder story. Then Queens of the Damned, a horror podcast, is the show for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere you can download a podcast. Visit us at queensofthedamnedpodcast.wordpress.com, qotdpodcast.podbean.com, or email us at qotdpodcast at gmail.com for more details about our monthly horror giveaways. Stay spooky! You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio. <laughs>